Psalm chapter 90, verse number 1. The Bible says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys being here. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to open your word, God. I pray that you would please just uh, focus our attention on what you have to say to us today, Lord. I know these guys have different needs and different um, situations and circumstances that we're all going through. But, God, we know that you're the answer for every one of us, Lord, and, God, that you have the help, the grace, the strength, and everything that we need, Lord, to um, get through these challenges, Lord, and come out on top. Lord, we pray you'd help us with that today. Uh, I pray you'd give me the right words and thoughts and spirit, God. Please, I want you to be lifted up. I want this to be helpful to these young men. I pray that it would be. And, Lord, please give me the help that I need. I pray that they would hear your voice through the preaching today, Lord, and I pray you would just open unto us the treasures of your word, Lord. God, help our lives to reflect the difference and the change that you want them to make in our lives, Lord. Please help us with that. God, we do thank you for this time of the year. We thank you for what it stands for, Lord, ultimately that you came to die on the cross for our sins, Lord. God, without that, there would be no hope whatsoever. And God, we thank you so much for that. We pray you would please bless our day. Please use this time that we have, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for standing. Pretty uh, simple, the message today, guys, but um, let me start off by saying this class, guys, is built on basically the legacy that's gone before us in our church. For those of you that are new and don't know what I'm talking about, um, the class sign down here is called the Walk the Walk class, and what we really have presented and put out on purpose is some of the heroes of our church in days gone by and even those in the present, we want to put those up as examples. Men that we believe are godly men, that we follow them. And guys, I think that's a biblical pattern. We Guys, listen, just to be um, straight to the point about it, um, we learn by human example. We learn by God putting people in our lives. That's how it works. Um, and God has done that in our church. And that's what this Teen Boys Walk the Walk class is about. When we do the beginning of the class and we talk about that we may walk in the way of good men, that's what we're dealing with. Uh, my dad, Brother Jack White, Brother Chuck Webb, and Brother Tripp, and many different other ones that we deal with from time to time. Guys, those are our heroes. Those are um, what it's all about. And I'm glad we do that because, guys, we need to lift up godly examples. We live in a day and age, obviously, that the wrong examples are flooded in our face constantly. And a lot of guys give their attention to that stuff so often. But, guys, truly the most important things that are done in our world are those that are servants of Christ. It may not get the publicity in the world. It doesn't get the buzz on social media. It's not reported on the news. Sports Center is not going to talk about it tonight, right? It's not going to be on the highlight shows. But truly, people that pick up others for church, those that lead other people to Christ, and all the work that goes on behind the scenes, that's truly what life is all about. So we don't apologize for that. But, guys, I don't want you to get it mistaken. We don't just follow these people just to follow them. Ultimately, as we know, we're following Christ. We're following God. We're following the godly example that they've carried out, but it's because of their walk with God. I love this verse, verse number one. This will be our focus today of Psalm 90. It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. I like that. I like that. A lot of times, guys, for me, for myself, and I don't uh, believe that I'm to those guys' level that I just talked about, but to me, a lot of times, Zach, as we face challenges, as we face even some struggles from time to time, I think, you know, um, I'm sure there were times I think to myself these thoughts. I think there's 
uh, things of the nature of, you know, I'm sure Brother Chuck had to deal with something like this. I'm sure my dad had to deal with struggles like this. I'm sure Brother Bob has gone through things like this and continues to, to have ups and downs, but he keeps serving God. I, I, I uh, always hearken back to those things in my mind. Because, guys, sometimes we give ourselves excuses, right, when things get really hard. And like, man, you know, we, we imagine ourselves out on this island. No one has ever faced the challenges. That, oh, stop it. You know, like we all do that sometimes, right? In our minds, we think no one else has ever faced what I'm facing. That's not true. That's not true. The Bible even talks about that, that we should gain encouragement from those that have gone before us and those that are in the same battle we're in right now. Uh, I think of 1 Peter 5, 8. We know the story about the devil, uh, the verse about the devil, be sober, be vigilant, your adversary, the devil, that. The next verse, it says, whom resist steadfast in the faith, last part of the verse, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. What is it saying? We're all in this battle together. We're all facing the same difficulties. Now, you may struggle with this particular aspect. I may struggle with this, but you get it. We're all in a fight. We're all in a battle. So guys, a lot of times I think back to that. And this is a verse that goes right along with that. It's interesting that we know of, this is the only Psalm that Moses wrote. You say, hold on, what? Moses? Yes, Moses. Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible, as we know. But usually when we're dealing with Psalms, we're dealing with David, sons of Asaph, sons of Korah, those different people that wrote the book of Psalms, which are all about praising God. This is actually a Psalm of Moses. So God inspired him to write this way back. And then as they uh, were putting the Psalms together, they included this. Some, there's debate on it whether he did another one or not. But this one we know for sure that he did. Verse number one. Let's look at it. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Guys, as I was just referring to, those heroes of the past in our church, just in case you don't know, our church would not be here without people like that. Yep. They've sacrificed. They've gone before. They've worked hard. They've, they've worn out their bodies to provide what we have now. And guys, it's not just a building or a bus or those kind of physical things. Truly, there are rewards and treasures in heaven because of what those people have done in this place. So it's a big deal. But I love this, guys. You know what this is? Basically, it's saying that the key to their success can be the key to our success, too. Guys, it doesn't just have to be that we have to look back, man, back in our heyday in Woodlawn, bro, we, we were getting it done back then. It doesn't, the heyday doesn't have to be 30 or 40 years ago or 50 years ago. Listen, I know that the world's different. I know people are different, from, and we talk about these things from time to time. But we serve the same God, and he's got the same power, and he can still do great things even in the day and age that we live. And guys, that should be encouraging to us. This is the key. You know how Brother Chuck made it all throughout his life, being faithful to God, serving God? I believe because of verse number one. God was his dwelling place. God was the, the place that he went to time and time and time again when things were good, when things were bad. All throughout his life, that's how he stayed stable and served God. My dad, Brother Bob, and all these different ones that we deal with, God was their dwelling place. Hey, guys, the question today is this. Will he be your dwelling place? Can I tell you, God is up to the challenge. Whatever challenges that you face, the problem is we don't go to him. We don't hide in him. We don't allow him to give us the victory like he did that previous generation. Guys, that's what it's all about. The message I want to preach today, simple, but here it is. Long title, though. The God that got them through is the God that will get us through. Mm -hmm. Guys, that's it. That's it. Listen, I would challenge you, if you don't have a spiritual hero, to find one. To get one in your, in your sights and say, you know what? I'm going to follow the example of that person. And they're doing something for God. 
But the God that got them through is the same God that will get us through. Listen, you're going through a struggle today. Listen, can I tell you the previous generations have as well? Okay. sometimes I think, Zach, you know, it's real easy for us. I I get it, guys. I'm not trying to, to cast this aside, but sometimes when maybe God lays something on our heart or maybe we have we're, we're about to flip the calendar to a new year and we start thinking, man, Jamal, what do we want to do for God this new year? That's kind of a natural tendency we have. And that's a good thing. But, you know, when I start doing stuff like that, what immediately hits my mind, but Tom, you got this bill. But Tom, I mean, you're going to get you're probably going to have health problems this year. You're probably going to have car problems this year. You're gonna, right. And these things that are just part of life that we don't like they immediately start dimming down that hope and those dreams and those wishes. Zach, I want to lead all these people to the Lord today. Well, there's going to be some challenges to that is what I'm saying. I want to do great things for God. And that's awesome. You should have some goals. You should have some striving, some aims, something you're, you're shooting for. But can I tell you guys, there's going to be challenges. But the previous generations had challenges too. Don't forget that. They didn't let it stop them. So we can't let it stop us. You know what it's all about? They trusted in God and God got them through. And it's the same God that we serve today. He can get you through, guys, whatever it is. Listen, some of you guys are going through a hard uh, challenge right now in your life. It's difficult for you. Things are falling apart. You feel like in your life. Can I tell you, God's not falling apart. God hasn't changed. He hasn't lost his power. He still loves you. He can still help you through whatever you're going through. Guys, don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. You remember the story in the New Testament one man built his life on the sand. The other built his life on the rock. Hey, guys, where do you build your life? And as Kevin was saying, building your life on Christ is not just coming on Christmas Eve, although we're glad you're here today. Okay? It's not just coming Easter. It's not just coming the big days. Building your life on Christ is an everyday process. It's got to be an everyday process and commitment. Lord, thou has been our dwelling place in all generations. The God that was good for them can be the God that's good for us. The God that got them through is the God that can get us through, guys. The question is, will we trust God like that previous generation has? That's, good. that's what it's all about. I want to give you some points on this today. The first one is just the first word of the verse. It says, Lord, I want to give you the point number one, that he's the same person. Guys, he hadn't changed. God has not changed. The Bible says in Malachi, I am the Lord, I change not. God doesn't change. God does not change. Guys, it does not matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter what's going on with the politics. It doesn't matter with a couple years ago with our pandemic and the, and the sicknesses and all these kind of... God does not change. He's the same person. He has not changed one bit in all this time. He doesn't change. The New Testament tells us Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. That's the God that got the previous generations through, guys. Sometimes we look back at these great preachers of the past and, man, they were back in the 1800s, Zach, the early 1900s. Man, they did great things for God. We serve the same God. It's not something different. He's the same person that he always has been. Guys, can I remind you, he has unlimited capability. He hasn't lost his power. Isaiah 59 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But he says, Our sins and iniquities have separated between us and our God so that he's hid his face from us and he will not hear. Listen, the problem is not, guys, that God has changed. That's not the issue. The problem is we allow sin in our lives. Yeah. That's the issue. Right. Hey, let us, let us draw close to God like those previous generations. Let us get all the sin out of our lives like those previous generations. Let us do everything we can to get close to God and allow God to work through us like the previous generations have. Yes. Guys, 
Listen, we cannot throw these excuses and say, well, it's just hard. Maybe it is, but you know what? God's still more powerful than that. He can still overcome that. Let's not forget who God is, and let's not forget who we serve, guys. Guys, we don't serve God because it's easy. It's never been easy, okay? We don't serve God because the results always turn out well. A lot of times they don't. We serve God because of who he is, and he's deserving. If no one ever listens, which we don't want, <laughs> if no one ever listens, God's still worthy of what we do. Yep. Listen, if no one ever responds, if no one ever gets saved, God is still worthy of everything that we can give to him and more. He has unlimited capability. Don't forget who it is that we serve. All right. He has unlimited capability. He's got an unchangeable character as we already dealt with. God does not change. And God is unaffected by circumstances. You say, well, politics are tough nowadays. That doesn't affect God. Well, the economy affects my wallet, but it doesn't affect God. It doesn't affect God. Listen, guys, God's not up in heaven biting his nails, scratching his head, saying, how am I going to get those poor Christians through in such a difficult day? God knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's unaffected by circumstances. Now, he cares for your circumstances, but God's God's not swayed up or down based off what's going on in the world. He's in control of everything. He knows what he's doing. He's the same person. And I want you to see, secondly, the safe place. It says, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place. Guys, to me, this is amazing that uh, Moses is writing this, right? Moses had been through it in his life. And I believe, personally, I think this is toward the end of his life. You know what he's saying, Jamal? He's saying, I've been through some challenges. I've been through those times. Guys, he he dealt with a lot of different things in his life. As you know, when he was uh, very young, that he was spared from death in Egypt, right? And then he grew up in the Pharaoh's household and all these kind of things. But you know who brought him through all that? God did. Mm-hmm. God did. And then, you know, he lives in obscurity for 40 years. He tries to uh, save Israel himself before that. Doesn't work. Then he lives in obscurity for 40 years. God brings him back. And Moses is like, I'm not your guy. God's like, you're my guy. I'm not your guy. No, you're my guy. And he's like, are you sure? Why don't you get my brother? And God's over here like, <laughs> you know, but we know reluctantly, but God used him. It's amazing, Mezak, though. But then when Moses and Aaron show up, like maybe the first couple times Aaron talks, then it seems like Moses is like, all right, get out of here. Now it's my turn. It's like, what happened to your stuttering problem, you know? He got fired up, and God used him in a great way, led those children of Israel. Let me restart that. Led those children of Israel out of Egypt. Egypt's the most powerful nation in the world at that time, guys. God made them look foolish. Led them across the Red Sea. And then you know those uh, years wandering in the wilderness. Listen, Moses said, I've been through it. I've been around the block. Okay, and I've seen how God has brought us through. He's been our dwelling place. Guys, that word dwelling place is talking about a safe place. It's talking about a place that you go. Guys, guys, do you have this in your life? Do you have this in your life? A place, and I'm not talking about a physical location, but do you have a place that you can unload your burdens? Do you have a place that you can go and you can get wisdom to deal with situations? Do you have a place that you can trust? Do you have a place that you can go and you can talk to God and and, and pour out your heart before him? Guys, that's what we're talking about. You know why the previous generations live a successful Christian life? Because this is what they did. You look across the page, Psalm 91, the next chapter, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Can I tell you, that door is still open. Appointments are still available. You know the problem? Not enough Christians use it. Hmm. Guys, the same God that got those 
uh, Christians through in the previous generation that gave them victory, that did tremendous things by his power, not them, but by his power. He's still available today. Yep. He can still help you today. I don't know about you, but if I'm a young man in this room and I'm dealing with some hardship, Zach, that should be music to my ears. I should perk up and say, oh, God can help me through my tough family situation. God can help me through my tough neighborhood. God can help me through these things. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Guys, it's not just that God did powerful things during the Bible times. He still does today. The problem is not enough Christians go after it. Do you hear that? Not enough Christians go after it. Are you one of them? Or are you going to give God your best? The Bible says you shall seek God and you'll find God when, when, when you search for him with all your heart. The problem is, Aiden, we don't have enough guys searching for God with all their heart. And I don't say that to, to look down on you guys. I, I struggle with this. I have, to, I have to work at this every day. But you know what, guys? God, what I'm trying to say is God can still do what he's always done. We just don't have enough Christians nowadays that'll put him to the test. Yep. He's a safe place. Hey guys, maybe your family's falling apart, but God's not falling apart. Maybe some people have let you down. God won't let you down. Maybe some people haven't been faithful. They promised you and they, and they didn't come through. Can I tell you, God will always come through. Mm -hmm. But you know, guys, you have to go find that dwelling place. Hey guys, guys, again, we're glad you're here. We are, we are very excited to have you here in the house of God today. But guys, tomorrow you can go to him because he's a safe place. Tuesday, you can go to him because he's a safe place. When we flip the calendar to 2024, you can go to him because he's a safe place. He'll help you. Yep. Guys, he will help you. He'll help you live for him. He'll help you do right. He'll help you live holy. As we talked about last week, some guys say, man, Brother Tom, the things that are preached about, I could never do that. You're right, but God can do it through you. Mm -hmm. I can't do it, but God can do it through me. He can use me. He can help me. Guys, there are many times in my life where problems I encounter problems, George, and I think, uh-oh. I don't think, oh, I know the answer to this. I studied this in college. Usually the problems you face and stuff in, in, in life are not things that you studied in college. It's amazing how that works, you know? They hit you, they hit you in your blind spot, and you think, what? what? You have no clue. You have no clue. But you know what? We have a God that can get us through those challenges. God doesn't throw his hands up and say, oh, never dealt with this before. Sorry. Moses says, Lord, Lord, there's no other person like you. You haven't changed. And he says, thou has been our dwelling place. He's saying, when I was just a baby in, in Egypt, God, you spared my life. You were that safe place. When I was raised in Pharaoh's house, you were that safe place for me. God, when I, when I uh, tried to do things my own way and then was run out of Egypt and I, was, I lived in that obscurity and that isolation for 40 years, God, you were my safe place. And then, even though he was reluctant about it, God used Moses in a tremendous way. I, I, probably the greatest human leader in all the Bible is Moses. How did that happen? God used him. God, God did that through him. He says, you've been my safe place. Guys, he can be your safe place. He's the same person. He has not changed. And he can be your safe place. Guys, do you have that? Hey, you know what I'm talking about just in real terms and real talk, guys? I'm talking about every day. Do you meet with God? And you say, what does that mean, Brother Tom? That sounds spooky. No, I'm talking about you open your Bible. You sit down on a chair. You get, the you get your Bible out on the desk. You open it up, and you spend time with God. You let the Word of, word of God soak into your mind, into your heart. The Bible talks about we need to renew our minds. Hey, guys, if you're not going to be conformed to this world, if you're not going to be molded and fashioned into what the world is, by the way, 
as Christians, we should be different, right? God wants us to be different. How does that happen? It happens by the renewing of our mind. You know what that is? Getting in God's word. Getting the junk out and having God put the right things in our mind and in our heart. That's how it happens. You guys know that, but listen. Let me remind you, that's how it works. That's how we need to be. He's a safe place, guys. Can I tell you, though, you have to choose to go there. Jesus said about uh, Mary, the, the, uh, the sister of Lazarus, he said that Mary hath chosen that good part. She chose to set at Jesus' feet and hear his word. Guys, it's, it's the most important thing to, to listen to the word of God, to let it soak in and transform your life. But can I tell you, you have to choose it for yourself. And there's a lot of distractions that want to pull you away from it all the time. A lot of it, Jamal, is stuff that's not even important. But, man, it's pulling at you. Guys, that's why, and I'm not bashing you if you don't, but that's why I would say read your Bible from a book, <laughs> the Bible, and don't, I know sometimes when you're out, you have to do it on your phone and whatnot, guys. But you know, the amazing thing, I've never had a text message pop up on my Bible before. But I have on my phone. Aiden, I've never had a score alert pop up on my Bible. He scored how much? You know, I, I never have that in the Bible, but you have that on your phone. There's a lot of distractions, you guys. And listen, guys, with the challenges that we face today, you need to get in the Bible. You need to be focused. You need to be uh, have your full attention given to it so that God can speak to you. Because we do face challenges, and we need God's help. He's a safe place. Guys, you got to choose it for yourself. And you can talk to him. You can unload your burdens. You can tell him everything. You can pour out your heart before him. And, guys, he'll listen to you. He's your God. The thought just crossed my mind. But in Psalm 18, Psalm 18, verse 6, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. And he heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Hey, guys, when you call out to God, when you cry out to him, hey, guys, sometimes nobody in this world will understand what you're going through. Nobody. But you know what? God knows, and he cares. And this says when you call out to him and cry out to him, he's going to hear you. Psalm 18, verse 6 is what I just referred to. He's saying, in my distress... God, I was troubled. I was, I was suffering. I was in sorrow. God, I cried out to you. And he says, my cry came to my God, and he heard me, and it came even into his ears. He's listening to you guys. He's listening to you. We talked about it last week, Kevin. We can cast all our care upon him. Why? Because he cares for us. Yep. And one last thing before we move on, guys. I'm glad uh, this is mentioned multiple times in the Bible, and I'm glad it, that it is. You know, the Bible makes statements that, it says that we, we are experiencing trouble in our lives. God is there with us. I'm glad it says that, Jamal. Because I, I, I think if the Bible didn't make such an emphasis, at least for me, I would kind of give myself an, that excuse. You know, Kevin, when everything's good, then God can help me. When everything's smooth sailing, then obviously, you know, I'll say God is good. But guys, when the problems hit, when you're in trouble, when things are hard, when something bashes into your life out of nowhere and you're like, oh my goodness, and it rocks your world. Can I tell you, God's still there. And guys, probably even more so, his, his, his strength and his power is apparent because you're more focused on him usually in those times. Hopefully you're back in Psalm 90 across the page in Psalm 91 verse 15. This popped out to me, I believe, yesterday. It says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. There you go. God's saying, I will be with you in trouble. Guys, you're in a 
difficulty right now, God's with you. Psalm 46.1, we're not going to turn there, but it would be good for you to mark this or, or at least write it down to look up later. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. What are you going through today, guys? He's very present. You know, Zach, that's almost redundant. But God makes an overemphasis to say, I'm, I'm all in with you. I'm there with you. I'm a very present help when you're in trouble. Bible talks in the, in, in the New Testament in Hebrews. It says we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Guys, is this a time of need in your life? Hey, guys, can I tell you, for some of you, the decisions you're making is a critical time for you. You could go over here. You could go over here. And this is a very critical time in your life. Can I tell you, God is there for you. My question is, are you going to be there for him? It's good. He's the same person. He's a safe place. He's our dwelling place. And then, guys, point number three, I want to show you the stream of people. The stream of people. Look at verse number one, Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place. So, God, you're the same person. You've been our dwelling place. You've been a safe place for us. And then it says, in all generations. That's pretty simple, guys, but just to make sure you're on track with me, what does that mean? And when it says in all generations, what is that talking about? What do you guys think? The stream of people is the point. What's everyone? Everyone? Mm -hmm. Same thing you're going to say? Okay. Anybody want to add to that or show a different side of that? Okay. Guys, it says in all generations. You know, the, the uh, generation before us, God was good for them. He was a safe place for them. Guys, you go before that. He was a safe place for them. You go before that. Guys, all throughout history, he's been a safe place. How did Moses live for God like he did? God was a safe place for him. He was his dwelling place. And again, Moses had to go there on purpose. Hey, guys, we can preach all day. God is a safe place. He's a dwelling place for you. You got to go to him. Jesus said, come unto me, all you labor heavy laden. I will give you rest. You know the problem, though? People don't come. People don't come. Jesus said it to the, to the Jews. He says, you will not come to me that you might have life. That's the issue, Jamal. That's the issue. It's not that Jesus can't save. He can save. It's not that he can't change. He changes people's lives. The problem is people don't come like they should. Guys, I hope that's not the case in this class. I hope in our lives we'll, we'll take that as a challenge. You know, some guys, if, if they get made fun of because they can't bench a certain amount or they can't do a certain move on the basketball court or on the football field, Zach, they'll take that as a challenge. They'll go work their tail off till they can do that particular thing. Where are the Christians that say, you know what, I want to know God like that. I, when I hear preaching like this, this should be a challenge to me. He's a safe place to me. I, I want to go find that for myself. Guys, you can, as I keep saying, the door is open. There are spots available. Come on in. Jesus says, come unto me. Hey, take that as a challenge. Say, I'm going to go find that. I'm going to go find that. If God was good for Brother Chuck, he can be good for me. If God's been good to Brother Bob all throughout these decades, serving God faithfully, passionately, fiercely, giving his all to God, God can do that for me too. I'm so thankful for my life, guys, that my dad lived a consistent Christian life. Jamal, we should, I've already said, we should serve God for God. We get that. But I'm so thankful I never had to deal with the end of my dad's life that he fell off, that he got mad at the church, blah, 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 blah. I'm glad I never had to deal with that. I truly am. But you know what, guys? The God that got him through all those challenges, all those financial challenges, all those physical problems, all those, all those problems in the church, all those stresses that he had to deal with. Zach, the same God that got him through that can get me through the challenges that I face right now. Right now. 
right now. Hey guys, just time out. I think sometimes when the other person has the problem, we diminish it. We, that's natural for us. If it's for us, man, we hype it up. Dude, I'm, I'm going through something terrible right now. What happened? You know, and something small. But we always make our problems big, right? And somebody else were like, well, yeah, you had that problem. But no, 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 no. Don't act like that. Guys, if for a lot of times, if the same things happen to us that happen to other people, it would rock our world. But you know what? God has gotten them through that. Guys, there are people in the church. God has brought them through cancer. He's brought them through these things. He's brought them through just horrific circumstances. Listen, we have, we have people in the church, their families have broken apart, but God has brought them through that. I'm not saying it's been easy, but, I'm, but I am saying God has been good enough to get them through that. Guys, he can do the same for you. The stream of people, listen, he has been our dwelling place in all generations. Guys, you can go back. You can mark the time in history. You can talk about the great Christians of that day and what they accomplished for God and what they did and the people that they reached and the churches they started. Yada, yada, yada. You can go through all that. You know what? God was good for that generation, but he's the same person. And he was a safe place for them, and he is for us too. Hey, guys, my question is, where are the guys in this generation that are going to go after this? Moses is saying, all throughout my life, God's been good. I've seen generations come, generations go. God's been good for every single one. He can be good for you too. Hey, guys, guys, if that weren't true, why wouldn't we just close up the Bible, shut class down and say, go home and, and have a good holiday? It is true. That's why we spend this emphasis on it. That's why we spend time. That's why we care about it. Because, George, he's just as good for us now as he ever has been. Let's go after that. Let's taste and see that the Lord is good. Let's find out. Let's experience it for ourselves. Guys, he's been our dwelling place in all generations, the stream of people. Guys, how did my, how did my dad be a successful uh, Christian and a, and a godly man and a pastor for 33 years? God was his safe place. How has Brother Bob continued to do this? Is it just his personality? No. God's been his safe place. How has Brother Tripp gone through all these things, ups and downs, and, and continue to serve God probably in 40-some plus years, if not more than that, if I'm not mistaken? Guys, because God has been his safe place. Hey, guys, will you go find that safe place with God? Will you go meet with him on a daily basis? Will you go live in his presence? Will you, like the next chapter says, dwell in that, that secret place of the Most High? Whew, that's a challenge, guys. That fires me up because like I'm preaching today, the God that got them through is the God that will get me through. But I got to go after him. I got to seek him. The stream of people. Hey, guys, you pick out the spiritual hero. How'd they get through? God was their safe place. Hey, you going to go find that? The same, the same power is available to you. The same grace is available to you. The same mercy, the same help, the same care. It's still available. We don't have an excuse, Zach. We don't. We can't say, well, yeah, it's challenging. 2023, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of difficulties. Yeah, but God's up to every one of them. Mm -hmm. God can overcome every one of them. And as I said, he's unaffected by that. It doesn't worry God in the slightest what's going on in the world. Because he's got it under control. Things are going according to his plan. Sometimes Brother Jamal, Jamal and I talk about these things. Yeah, the world's going nuts. But you know what? God is not in heaven freaking out. Psalm chapter 2, the, they're trying to overthrow God. You know what it says? He that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. God's not affected. God's not worried. God's not getting concerned. 
the, the, the worry meter in heaven is not rising. They don't have one because God's not worried. Okay? He's got it under control. You know what our lives need to be? Set our focus on him and don't uh, get deterred from that for anything. He's the same person. He's a safe place, the stream of people. He's been good in all generations. And guys, one last point I want to throw at you. Why, why, why? Why do we just look at these heroes and why do we talk about the great things they've done and why should that inspire us now today? Guys, can I tell you it's because of the steady permanence? Verse number two. This is why. Because they held on to a God that does not change. They held on to a God that always has been and always will be. And guys, that's the same God we have right now. Um, point number, or verse number two. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. That's who we serve. That's who we serve, guys. That's how the Previous Christians have done great things for God. That's how they've done amazing exploits. That's how they've uh, conquered these challenges. That's how they've overcome their fears. And they've done great things for God because they held on to a God that does not change. Hey, guys, we serve the same God. He says, before the mountains were brought forth, ever thou hast formed the earth and the world. Guys, what he's talking about is creation. He's saying, listen, before there were any, you, we look at the mountains and we think, man, you know, there's a statement, that thing is old as the hills. What is it saying? That thing's been around forever. Well, actually it hasn't. <laughs> it's saying before the mountains were brought forth, we look at these huge mountains, this scenery, you think, wow, that's strength, that's permanence. Can I tell you, that's nothing in comparison to our God. When that was nothing, God still was. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world. Guys, there was a day this earth did not exist, but our God existed. He always has been. He always will be. Guys, we get so caught up in the things of this world. We get so caught up in what's spiraling around in the news or on the social media. Can I tell you, before that stuff was even a thought, before that stuff even existed, there was our God, and he always has been God, and he always will be God. Before thou hast ever formed the earth and the world, he says, even from everlasting to everlasting. Guys, that's as far as you can go this direction to as far as you can go in that direction. And it says, thou art God. God's existed forever, but let me just remind you before we shut this down today, God wasn't just off in the corner. You know, you ever have those pictures and somebody's like way out in the corner, photo bombing, they call it. And you're like, well, yeah, he was actually there, but he wasn't the main part, you know, or there's some big event, you know, some sporting event, you know, uh, dude, were you there? Yeah, I was there. But you were like way up in the nosebleed section. You were probably at the concession stand at the time when the big play happened. You know, you missed the whole thing. Well, technically you were there, but you weren't in on it. Guys, can I tell you, he's saying before anything was, as far as you want to go that direction, eternity past to eternity future, he's saying thou art God. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. That's the one we preach about. That's the one we lift up. And that's the one that we try to uh, strive to reach people for. He's the same God. The steady permanence. Guys, that's who he is. He's not changing. And guys, my question is, and my challenge to you today is this. Will we go after that same God like the previous generations have? Guys, I have spiritual heroes. We've set this class up on purpose. I want you to know who these people are. I want you to hear their names. You say, I never met them. Okay, I want to tell you the stories. I want, to, I want to keep that stuff fresh in our minds because the same God that was good for all those men of God can be good for you if you choose to go after it today. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Guys, I hope you have that hunger. I hope you have that passion to go after it. If God has been good for these people, for these men, he can be good for you. 
they were not the last one in line. And as soon as God worked in their lives, he shut down the store and said, oh, that's the last customer. No, it's not how it works. The God that got them through is the God that will get you through. Remember that, guys. Remember that. Listen, when you're struggling this week, when, you're, when you fail, when you're, when you're discouraged, when it seems like things aren't working out, hey, the God that got them through is the God that will get you through. But again, you have to go after him. Let's have that passion. Let's have that drive. Let's have that same desire that those people have in the past. Let me throw one more verse at you randomly, okay? Psalm 71, and we'll shut it down with this. Psalm 71. This just, it fits in my mind with what we're talking about, and uh, I hope it'll be a blessing to you guys. Psalm 71, so a couple pages back, verses 17 and 18, and this is where we'll finish today. I appreciate you guys listening. You did a good job, but I hope you take this as a challenge. That's what I mean it to be. The God that's, listen, whoever your spiritual hero is, they got, they, they accomplished what they did because of God. And he's the same God that you serve. The same God that you pray to. The same God you read about. Take that as a challenge. I'm not saying you have to be them. But I am saying you should be as faithful as those early, earlier generations have. Psalm 71, verse 17. O God, thou hast taught me from my youth, and hitherto have I declared thy wondrous works. Verse 18. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to everyone that is to come. Guys, those are really, really strong verses. This psalmist here, guys, I believe it's David who's writing this, but he's saying, guys, you, God, you've been with me through my youth. God, you brought me through all these challenges. Uh, I, I don't need to run off the stories about David, but you know he killed Goliath. You know God preserved him when Saul was hunting him down like a dog and trying to kill him. You know all the challenges, the ups and downs that he went through through his life. But you know what he's saying? God, you have brought me, you've taught me these things, and you brought me all this time from my youth. And he's saying, I'm old now. It reminds me of Psalm 37, 25. I've been young, now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. But verse 18, he said, Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation. Guys, that's what the older people in church try to do for us. They try to teach us about the God that's brought them through these challenges. You know what he's saying? God, help me to show your strength to this generation. Guys, I've seen God do some amazing things in my life. And Zach, there's a natural hunger and tendency in my mind to say, I want, to show, I want, to, I want God to show himself to these guys the same way he has to me. Guys, I've been in some services. God showed up in amazing ways. Lives have changed. Things have happened. Wow. It's amazing. It's exciting. I want you to see stuff like that too. He's saying, I want to show your strength unto this generation and I power to everyone that is to come. Hey guys, again, we look at these heroes of the past. We see what they did for God. It sets the tone. It sets a pattern for us to follow. But you know what, guys? Ultimately, we're following the God that they followed. Like David told Solomon, his son, his son he's saying, know the God of your fathers. Hey, guys, for us, we can look at them and what God has done for them, but the same God that got them through is the same God that will get us through. But you know what, guys? Again, we've got to put in the work. We've got to put in that effort. I hope we will because then we can see how great God is for ourselves, and we can spread that to the next generation, the one to follow us. All right? Let's bow our head and close our eyes.